So this week we find ourselves in the very last week of our Lenten sermon series, Embracing the Uncertain. So for this week, we are going to be talking about the uncertainty of obedience. So obedience is a scary word, if we're honest. It's a scary term, and a lot of times we can find it a tall task. I don't know about you, but when I was reflecting on the word obedience, I immediately went back to my time as a kid at home with my parents. My mom was the expert and honestly probably still is the expert at putting the fear of God into you to make sure that you act right. Yeah, people are laughing. You know what I'm talking about. So to this day, and she could be just trying to get my attention, but to this day, if I hear my full maiden name, which is Janet Nicole C., Like, the hair stand up on the back of my neck still to this day. I remember as a kid, I would immediately be obedient. There was no talking back. There was no questions asked. And for many of you, I get the feeling that you had experiences that were the same way in your house growing up. And outside of our parents, obedience can mean some other things to us, too. Sometimes we think of that teacher we had in school that could make everyone pay attention just by giving that glare. If you were military, maybe you think of drill sergeant or a superior officer who nobody questioned. And for those of us who were working, maybe in the corporate world, you might think of that boss, that boss that always expected the absolute best performance out of everybody, and that was exactly what they got. But all these images for the word obedience, they're not the kind of words and images that we want to associate with our relationship with God, do we? We know that our relationship with God is not about a commander who is trying to control our every move. But it's a loving relationship with a God that wants the best for us and the best for all of creation. But even though we can know all this, we can know our calling and our challenge is to follow God, not because God said so, but because of God's redemption of the world. We can know all of this and yet still fall short. We are still less than perfect. We find ourselves struggling with the uncertainty of obedience, the uncertainty of doing the right thing. And so if you're like me, you can think about this and wonder, how do we move forward? How do we move from a place where we just say we'll do better, but actually do better? How do we arrive at this elusive obedience instead of it just being an uncertainty that we are striving for? Well, when we are on this topic, when we're thinking about the uncertainty of obedience, that struggle of saying yes to God instead of our way, when we think about examples of Scripture in this, Jesus would not be at the forefront of our minds, would he? But here we are. Our Scripture passage today is from the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus himself struggles with the uncertainty of obedience. Jesus himself struggles to say yes to God, struggles just like you and just like me to be obedient. Let's take a look at our scripture passage for this morning, Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 42. 
Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. He said to the disciples, stay here while I go and pray over there. When he took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, he began to feel sad and anxious. Then he said to them, I'm very sad. It's as if I'm dying. Stay here and keep alert with me. Then he went a short distance farther and fell on his face and prayed, My father, if it's possible, take this cup of suffering away from me. However, not what I want, but what you want. He came back to the disciples and found them sleeping. He said to Peter, couldn't you stay alert one hour with me? Stay alert and pray so that you won't give in to temptation. The spirit is eager, but the flesh is weak. A second time, he went away and prayed, my father, if it's not possible that this cup be taken away unless I drink it, then let it be what you want. Again, he came and found them sleeping. Their eyes were heavy with sleep. But he left them and again went and prayed the same words for a third time. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, will you sleep and rest all night? Look, the time has come for the human one to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let's go. Look, here comes my betrayer. So we see in this very familiar scripture passage that we revisit at some point in Holy Week almost every year that Jesus is struggling with the uncertainty of obedience. That obedience all the way up until a death on the cross. But here's the thing that I took note of this week. Jesus wasn't the only one who struggled with obedience in our scripture passage today. Jesus called three of his disciples, three of his dear friends to the garden with him and asked them to pray alongside him. And if we think about it, if we know the rest of the Holy Week story, then we know that the disciples had some testing and some obedience of their own coming up in the coming week. That time of Holy Week through Jesus' arrest and trial and crucifixion, they would find themselves tested as well. They would have their own opportunity to be faithful to Jesus to it all or let Jesus down. And so here we are, this scene where four men have gone to a garden to pray. They have gone to a garden for the week ahead of them. They have gone to the garden to prepare to be obedient for what God has in store for them to do. Gone to the garden to meet with God in prayer to get the strength that they're going to need for a tough, tough week ahead. And so we see in this passage, Jesus knows exactly the weight of the week that's ahead. Jesus knows the load of that bitter cup he will have to drink from. And so Jesus prays. Very fervently prays. In fact, in some traditions and some translations, we see that Jesus sweat blood, it says, when he prayed. It says here in our scripture for today that Jesus is deeply grieved even to death. So in all of this, Jesus is seeking out the strength from God to be obedient how he knows he needs to be obedient. 
And of course, we know how the rest of the week unfolds that Jesus does exactly what he needs to do. Jesus is obedient. But we contrast this obedience with the disciples. With the disciples that are a lot like you and a lot like me. They didn't know what was ahead, of course. There's no way they could have known, but they got a simple request. Asked very sternly from their very dear friend. And even though they didn't know why, Jesus begged them, stay awake for me. Pray for me. Please. And so Jesus goes away and comes back to find the disciples sleeping. And so Jesus pleads with them again, please stay awake. Please pray. Pray that God would not lead you into temptation, that your spirit would overcome your flesh. And of course, he comes back a second time. They are still snoozing on the job. He pleads with them again, but as the story goes, it is of no use. Jesus comes back a third time to find the men still sleeping. And so Jesus frustratingly says that the time has come. When he would be betrayed. And so the Passion Week drama unfolds. And so the question for us today is. We see that Jesus was obedient. And the disciples were not obedient. So how do we be more like Jesus. Instead of the disciples. The uncertainty of obedience no doubt is hard. But how do we cut through it to say yes to God. How do we find the strength and the courage to say yes to those big things from God? How can we be more awake and alert like Jesus and less like the sleeping disciples? When you think about it, what are the major difference, the one major difference between Jesus and the disciples in our scripture passage today? What does Jesus do that the disciples don't? What seems to be this differentiating factor that allows Jesus to say yes to his arrest, his suffering, his death, his resurrection, while the disciples can't even stay faithful to him through it all? The difference is prayer. Prayer, although it seems so simple, is the thing that is different between what Jesus does and what the disciples don't do. Jesus takes the time to pray open. Pray honestly to God, sharing all of his worries, all of his struggle. He lays it all out in this intentional time of prayer. And so we see that Jesus is able to be obedient to do some pretty huge, amazing, world-changing things. But our poor disciples, on the other hand, they are asked to pray, but they don't. We don't see that same open and honest sharing with God. They don't seek to grow closer to God, to draw that strength when the big tasks and the big trials of life come, because they will come. So our challenge for us today, as it always is, is to learn to be more like Jesus. To learn that the place we get that strength, where we learn to cut through that uncertainty of obedience where we learn to have the strength to say yes to God, it's not something that we muster up on our own. It's not something that we're waiting to be granted our super Christian badge to learn how to do. It's not 
something impossible, but it's something, a strength that we gain through prayer. It's something that we do by following Jesus' example, by reaching out to God in prayer, by sharing openly and honestly with God all of our lives, our joys, our struggles, our hardships, our hang-ups, our worries, what have you, all in prayer. Through Jesus' life, suffering, death, and resurrection, Christ has given us the gift of faith. The door is open for us to have that relationship with God that helps us to change our lives and, yes, even helps us to change the world. All we have to do is have the strength through prayer to say yes to God. So may we all take this time of prayer together to close out our sermon today. Please join me in prayer. Mighty God, we thank you. We thank you for the example of Jesus. May you be with us all as we journey through Holy Week together. May this week bring us an opportunity to experience you anew. To renew our prayer and renew our connection to you. All for the sake of this world which you so desperately love. Amen. So we thank you for joining us in this time of worship, whether you're here in person, whether you're online. And so as we prepare to go and relive the Holy Week story again, may you hear the benediction. May we know, although obedience can be uncertain, that it's not something we do alone. That it's something that we connect with God to get the strength to do just like Christ taught us. And so may we go and do that. May we go and connect with Christ to be obedient and make a difference in this world which God so loves. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.